All right, shut up while the music plays, like always. What's going on? It's the Film Drunk Frogcast coming back at you again, not live, from the Frog Quarters in San Francisco. Uh, it's going to be a great show this week. We've got like an all an all millennial crew of of, of co-hosts this week. We're going to talk the Untouchables. Um, we got another exciting installment of Chemo Couch Time with Ben. We're going to get him on. Uh, old old co-host Ben coming back. What are you doing? First, let me introduce Matt Lieb, driving down the highway. Driving, driving down the highway. Yeah. I love it when we're together. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 So I'm gonna be cutting in and out this whole uh, this whole time. Yeah. Really, this, this is gonna be a great broadcast. Here's the thing: the sound quality goes down, but it really just the the phone. I think you mean sound quality goes up. No, the sound quality goes down when he's on the phone, mm. but it really fits his contribution to the show. Just sort of popping in, popping out. Sure, uh, sure, sure. Yeah. So you're saying you're saying uh, me on Skype is is worse? Doesn't matter. Because no. I'm using Skype. I don't know if anyone has uh, uh, listened to the broadcast before. You might notice that usually phone Mac kind of sounds like shit, but this time. I downloaded Skype on my phone, so sound quality better. Yeah, you've gone up drastically. Um, in the meantime, a uh, couple other voices that you're going to hear. Uh, first time guest, Colin Holtz. Hi. <laughs> Thanks. San Francisco. What? Hello. What's up, Matt? Comedian extraordinaire. <laughs> How you doing, Colin Holtz? I'm good, man. How are you doing? Oh, uh, you know, living life. <laughs> um, and back in the frock quarters, uh, Joey Avery. Hey, so excited to be here and not drunk this time. Oh, so it'll be, everybody uh, liked you drunk. I, I, drunk was fun. I can do that again, but yeah. this time, you know, not yet. Matt, did you know that Joey cut off his hair? Are you aware of this? Uh, you know what? I heard somebody uh, on Facebook say something along the lines of he cut his hair off, and I, I didn't see any pictures. So, I don't believe it. Do you want me to send you a pic right now? Yeah, send me of what? Of oh, <laughs> oh, uh, oh yeah, 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 your head. Yeah, yeah, okay, I, yeah. I trimmed my pubes. <laughs> yeah, dude. I bet. First of all, you for sure uh, have you shaved, right? Like you're, you're complete. You do a Brazilian uh, on your on your dick and balls, right? You, I, I imagine you. Whenever I think about your dick. <laughs> I usually imagine that just no hair. You just go baby, baby style. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, that's not true. I do, I do a little more of a manicure, and I can fluctuate. Uh, for a while, I sported something I like to call the cock stash, uh, which is always fun. Kind of just you know a little bit, just uh, a line, like a line straight across. A, a little bit, but like a curve, you know, like a mustache, oh, like as okay. if it was surrounding your mouth. Uh, and then yeah. now I'm, you know. Just kind of, I'm not a super hairy I mean, are we person. Talk, wait, are we talking like John Waters mustache or more like uh, a Moretti, Moretti bottle guy mustache? Like a big <laughs> I don't know what either. Or like an Alex Trebek. An Alex Trebek. Trebek. Like, you want like a Tom like Selleck? Talk, yeah. It sounds like you're talking about a Hogan. You got a Hogan? 
That's all. That's another one. That's a whole other variety. Yeah, I uh, <laughs> I wish I could say it was like a David Ortiz, like one of those uh-huh. little skinny chin straps. Yeah, I'd yep. say it's, yeah. it was it was more Selleck. Okay. But right now, I'm just kind of letting it rip a little bit, mm-hmm. but keep it. Mm-hmm. You know, I I, I think that uh, it naturally it was pretty well placed, so I'm just going with that. Well, I've also thought about. If you did have pubic hair, like all the tips are frosted. <laughs> uh, that's actually something that I've been thinking of trying. Yeah, but I'd have to get I'd have to get a chain for my dick. We call uh, that we call that scop pubes. Yeah. Just like real big dick. Yeah, every time you <laughs> real big dick. Mm-hmm. Every time you pull your pants down, just <laughs> <laughs> Um, I just sent you a picture, man. Meanwhile, Whoa, yeah, look at that, dude. You look, you look good. I gotta say, like, oh, thank you. you know, you're looking good. Oh, I feel oh, like the dude, audience should also know that uh, Colin Holtz is probably like the youngest dude I know who rocks a circle beard. Ooh, <laughs> yep. it's all I can grow. Really, it's like you look yeah. artsy, but you with a circle beard. Some like you're the only person that like makes the uh, makes the circle beard look kind of bohemian. <laughs> the goatee. I know it's looked down upon. I know a lot of people. Well, usually it's it's so. a big it's a big uh, jacked bald guy rocking the circle yeah, beard. Yeah, it's a very Midwest sort of. Yeah, as uh, look, as Brendan Lynch likes to say, it's like a commemorative commemorative wreath for what you lost up top usually. <laughs> but you got longer hair you're like the new long haired guy now that Joey's that's right now that, now, now that Joey sold out fuck it man everybody goes corporate at some point you know who who rocked a circle beard is Buck Angel you know who Buck yeah, Angel yeah. Oh, yeah of course we've had him on the show before have you really yeah oh that's awesome I like Buck Angel yeah uh, the female to male porn star yeah yeah, great, great, great dude. With a circle actually. beard too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, because if you're trying to look especially manly, you go with the circle beard. That's just where you go. <laughs> yeah. So what are you hiding, Colin? Yeah, uh, <laughs> a weak chin. <laughs> <laughs> um. Oh, so I want to. Well, we're gonna get Ben on in about five minutes here. But uh, one one news story. Oh, before we get so any if further, ben, if Ben is on, uh, uh. Are you going to have two Skype calls at once, or do I have to hang up? No, you were, we're going to have two Skype calls at once. Hopefully, Dude, that's an amazing hope, technology. Yeah, hopefully it's going to work. Um, but, uh, before we get any further, Frockcast, uh, patreon.com slash Frockcast if you want to donate. Uh, you know, it can be like a dollar. Uh, it doesn't have to. Matt will sing you a song for $10, but who wants Matt to sing him a song anyway, really? Oh, I do. A lot of people. A lot of people. <laughs> a lot of people. Yeah. Um, News story this week. We're going to do some real, real live movie news uh, this week. Um, I don't know if you guys know about the movie A Ghost Story, which is uh, it was pretty good. I saw it at Sundance. Uh, there's a scene in it where Rooney Mara is like grieving, and she she eats a pie, and it's just like one shot. And it's like, have you seen this yet? Colin? I haven't. No, no, I haven't seen it. It's like it's like a good five minutes. Like no, not exaggerating, but just like a stationary shot of five minutes. Rooney Mara eating a pie. Jesus. And uh, I like the movie other than this, but 
while I was watching it, I knew that there was going to be like some fucking story about how it wasn't like a regular pie, or it was like it had to be like some special pie. Because God forbid Rooney Mara eat like a fucking regular pie. I hate talking about this because it makes me feel like a Republican. Because it makes me angry, and then it makes me angry like a second time because I'm angry at the fact that I'm angry. Was it like a gluten-free, so, sugarless pie? Yeah, yeah. It turns out that she's never had a pie before. What before the scene? What? And, what does uh, that mean? <laughs> she she's never is had that, is that code is that code for something no uh like the rest of us reporter mark olson was surprised by mara's pie remark and asked her to clarify how it is possible that she an adult human woman had never <laughs> eaten pie before did you not have a nana <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> not even did cobbler. you not know about the two for one deal at mcdonald's yeah. with their apple pie <laughs> yeah. to which the film's director david lowry commented i asked that same question uh, Mara explained, I just don't really have a sweet tooth, and I was really, really strange, picky child. Something about pie always grossed me out, and I just never tried it before. And this came along, and I tried making them switch it to something else, but David really wanted it to be pie, so we did pie. Uh, for what it's worth, Mara, now 32, ate a vegan, gluten free, no sugar chocolate cream pie during the scene. <laughs> uh, I mean, there's really there's nothing wrong with that. The only thing that makes that wrong is that she has never had pie before. Right. And she decides to go for the worst pie. And now she's going to have like an idea of what pie is. And that's not really what pie is. Yeah. This uh, is the life of pie. I think I think the worst part about it is like these actors like Daniel Day-Lewis will go out into the woods and build like a 17th century fucking log cabin using uh, only the tools that they had back then and live there for like a year like they'll go to these great lengths to uh to be uh method actors but they're like oh whoa eat normie food i don't think so bro <laughs> well i was even before you even read that story when you said she ate an entire pie for five minutes i was like there's no way that an actor body could keep working <laughs> yeah. after sustaining that level of unhealthy intake right i think like any other human being would have finished the pie in like two and a half minutes but because it's rooney mar she's like never eaten pie before and she's like what is this this is so weird. was supposed to be way faster, and she was just like, oh, Wait, fuck. was it an entire pie? Or yeah. was it just a slice? Well, she, the, I mean, the point of the scene is like she's grieving and she's trying to eat this. I can't remember if she finishes it or not, but yeah, she's just eating the whole pie. Like, she's, well, not, I mean, e- she's not eating like a slice of it. I've never had a whole pie in my entire life. I mean, no one, no one in the You city. haven't experienced loss. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> clearly, clearly, you've never had anyone close to you die. Yeah, that, that is a good point. But still, I, I'd like to believe even if, even so, my stomach wouldn't it wouldn't agree with me. Yeah. For the record, the director's uh, I, I I don't know if he's business partner or life partner, but I met him at Sundance, and he's apparently a big film drunk fan. No big deal. Oh, shout yeah. out to the man. Yeah. Um, I would love a follow up question. If Rooney Mara was grieving, what would she eat? Mm. You think she'd like binge on green smoothies, like yeah, drink it from the blender? <laughs> I mean, I feel like cigarettes and cold pressed juice. It's a good one. It's yeah. proper. Probably cocaine. Normal people just do a lot of cocaine. <laughs> and it always works. Yeah. It makes you kind of jacked, you know, and juiced that that your friend died. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, yeah, now I get to do cocaine. You know? <laughs> That's true. That's true. 
But I hate complaining about these things because it makes me feel like I'm a host of Fox and Friends being like, oh, guess what's new out of Hollyweird? But then yeah. but then it like it legitimately infuriates me that she couldn't just eat a fucking regular pie for one day of her life. Well, I, I went to uh, a cafe yesterday that I did not know was a vegan cafe uh, because other than there being a lot of hippies working there and it, them having no air conditioning, uh, I didn't know it would be a vegan cafe and their menu didn't really specify that it was vegan. And then I tried to order something that it said cheeseburger. Yeah. And, <laughs> and then uh, I read, I was like, oh, wait, is this a, a veggie burger? And he was like, yeah. And I was like, okay. And then it was like a quesadilla with a cheddar. And I was like, wait, is this is this cheddar? And he's like, well, it's vegan cheddar cheese. And <laughs> I, I, at that point, I was just like, you know, there used to be a time when <laughs> if something was not real food, you know, yeah. uh, in my day, when America was great, <laughs> they would they had things like chicks patty, C H I X, and that meant not chicken, but a, a chicken substitute for for vegetarians or vegans. Now they're just calling it cheddar. You can't call it cheddar. <laughs> yeah. See, it's here's not the, cheddar cheese. I I feel like there's a lot of things that are naturally vegan that are tasty. But I yeah. hate I hate when they try to take a thing that's like the opposite of vegan and then make it vegan because that's never good. Meatless yeah, chicken. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Stick to lettuce, bro. <laughs> also, I ended up. Or- Sorry. Go ahead. And uh, and they were like, "Well, we don't use a." I was like, "Okay, fine," but everything, right? Like, yeah, yeah. And then I get the French toast, and they use like these really thin, these really thin things of bread. I was like. Uh, at least use Texas toast. Use the big, <laughs> thick toast. It was basically stale. <laughs> How did you go from ordering a cheeseburger to French toast? What time of it day was, was this? It was it was the only thing on the menu that was uh, close enough to uh, what a, like a normal thing would be. Like not that much substituting things. Right. And what time of day? It was like two, but they do breakfast all day. Okay. that's It seems like Matt found the one place in the world that vegans don't talk about being vegan. <laughs> See, the vegan yeah. thing... The vegan thing bo- bothers me. Like, I respect vegans because, like, you're, you're doing a good thing for, yeah. for the planet. Like, I respect vegans Agreed. so much more than gluten-free because gluten-free is, like, you've made it just as hard for everyone else, but you're not doing anything other than just, like, worshipping at the temple of yourself where you're like, eh, right. I can't have a fucking piece of... Fu-. Like, and... Uh, what if these people are just trying to feel good, Vince? Yeah, well, they're doing it bad, and lots yeah. of people don't even know what gluten-free means. Yeah, like, no, I, I work. Fucking... I work a lot of weddings, and and people will come in. They'll order the gluten-free. You bring them out risotto, and they're like, "I didn't want any carbs." What are you talking they, about? They think it's it's basically a a diet for the most part. Because I know two people uh, who have actual celiac disease, and. Uh, they cannot touch gluten without terrible, terrible consequences. And most of the people I know who are gluten-free... Are they like, the, like, incre- are they like the Incredible Hulk? Where they're just like, whoa, you wouldn't fucking like me on gluten. Yeah, they eat it and then they die, I think. <laughs> That's correct. Yeah, because like, you wouldn't want to have to deal with my corpse. 
Right, exactly, yeah. Which is way where I'd rather you be angry than dead. I would puke and um, shit myself and then die, and then you would have to f- figure out what to do with this puke yeah. and shit covered corpse. Most of the people I know who do like uh, who who say you know they have celiac disease will have a cheat day, and that's that's <laughs> just a diet. That's yeah. just a diet. I have this cheat day where I eat and then I shit forever. Yeah. Um, yeah can exactly. I get that gluten free? Because I'm like allergic to carbs. Like, no, yeah. no, it's not an allergy. No, you no, can't. you're just you're just allergic to loving your body. Yeah, you're just a fucking pain in the ass. That's your superpower. But I bet you're keeping it pretty tight, so good for you. <laughs> yeah, for, for the most part, more power to people who want to be more healthy or, or or lose weight and stuff. As long as it's you know healthy, I just I just don't like it when uh, no, just don't think you're better than me. No, but just eat like a fucking regular. Like you can lose weight. Like you can do portion control. There's a million ways to do to to lose weight without creating like this this um this special category for yourself that makes you extra special. And it's like. Oh, I'm gluten free. It's like okay. Well, maybe you could just eat the same thing as the rest of us and like take three fewer forkfuls and not fucking make your problem the rest of the world's problem. Yeah, I mean, I I, I fundamentally agree with that. Um, uh, I I mostly just get mad when uh, it just feels really classist. That's usually yeah, the thing. For sure. It's like. You know, that's fine if you want to do that, but if I'm eating fucking six, seven, eleven taquitos, don't look at me. Yeah. Just let me eat them. No, that's what I didn't like about the Rooney Mara thing, because, you know, she's comes from, like, a super rich family that owns, uh, what, the, the, the Steelers or something like that? Wow, I yeah. didn't know that. No, yeah, Steelers father, is the Heinz family. Uh, let's see, hold on, I gotta look it up. Is By the way, Matt, people might be looking at you because you're eating seven taquitos. Alright, <laughs> <laughs> first of all, six, and I gave one away. Oh. And it's three for three dollars. He is a generous god. Mara's mother's family, the Rooney's, founded the Pittsburgh Steelers, and her father's family, the Mara's, founded the New York Giants. So Fuck she has, like, the fucking owners of, of multiple NFL franchises on both of her. She's like a yeah. she's like a Stark and a Lannister. That's... <laughs> <laughs> well, that's that's interesting. You see, I I didn't have that context, so I was like, maybe she was just a weirdo kid. I also think I thought. Uh, that she lived in whatever country that Eric Larson novel. Uh, I thought she was actually the girl <laughs> with the dragon tattoo. I yeah, think. yeah. Oh wait, no. Uh, Sweden, Steve Sweden, Larson. right? Sweden, right? yeah, yeah. So she's not actually the girl with the dragon tattoo. Yeah, I don't believe so. No, no. That's uh, is, she good, is she a good actress, or did she just use her epic connections to get that pie eating role? <laughs> she, she's uh, I don't know. No, she's like she. I think her sister's a good actress. But maybe it's just because I think she's hot. But um, <laughs> I feel like uh, I feel like uh, Rooney Mara's got the thing where she's really good at looking serious, mm. and that's very important in an indie drama. Oh. It's like you just gotta like if you can nail that fucking serious <laughs> face where you can eat an entire pie while looking really sad. Because not many people can eat an entire fucking chocolate cream pie I would look and look so super happy. Th- yeah, I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> so like, yeah, that wasn't a stretch for her, but for a lot of people, it would be. All right, I'll take that as a probably. Um, you know, I got to get Ben on the horn. Let's do it. Woo! Matt, can you drive <laughs> slower so that you don't create as much wind noise? Um, I, I guess I could, but I won't. <laughs> All right. Are you coming to San Francisco? Yeah. Is this Fox and Friends? 
This is not what? Fox and Friends, but, but it's almost like we were just complaining about Holly Weird, so we're pretty much we're pretty much Fox and Friends adjacent. Is Holly Weird the new group of uh, libtard snowflakes that are taking over the world? Yeah, goddamn right. They're founded by Holly Weird of the Weird family, who uh, actually. Um, they're they're very close to the Podesta family and also mm-hmm. and also George Soros. Yeah, oh, the yeah. Weird, George the weird Soros. Uh, he's he's the one that that uh, I'm on his payroll. You like you guys, right? Yeah, well, yep, yep. we all are. I mean, if you've ever, uh, I don't I, I don't want to I don't I don't want to reveal anything that might jeopardize our Patreon donations. But yes, we are <laughs> we are entirely funded by What's George up? Soros. We, is this is this live? Are we recording? Oh yeah, we're, we're recording, live, baby. Well, so who we got? Vince and we got L.A. Matt on the on the uh, phones. Yeah, that's right. Phone Matt. Uh, technically, <laughs> he technically moved from I'm, I'm like Pleasanton Matt right now. <laughs> he is I five Matt somewhere oh, between. So you're going? Are you going to Fremont to call back in? <laughs> I thought about you know just checking out Fremont again, seeing how things are are, are holding up there, but I'm gonna just go straight to San Francisco. Uh, bad call, but okay. <laughs> we also got uh, Ben. I don't know if you remember uh, visiting the Sylvan House a few years back, and there was a guy who is, lived. Is that where is that where the uh, the Harry Potter house? Yeah, yeah. We, we got Colin Holtz here. He was the guy who lived in the closet. In the closet, that's me. Oh, you're Harry Potter. I'm Harry Potter, dude. <laughs> Fucking a. <laughs> How you doing? I'm. You know, I'm still alive. I'm ch- chugging along. <laughs> Hell yeah! Does, Hell yeah! Does it uh, does it bother you that they made a show called Flop House that was filmed like in your house? Did you get any Did you get any camera time on uh, Flop House? Uh, I I put I I got fourteen seconds. Fourteen. Nice. That's, a, that's a long time that's for an IMDb. Yeah. yeah, I made it. I made the cut. I got the credit. Where did you get to? Did you get speaking? Did you get lines? Uh, no, no. Uh, they were just like here he is with everybody else. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's like at a comedy Wait, festival was, was uh did, did the 14 seconds was that a full tour of your room <laughs> yeah, that was <laughs> he did one magic trick yeah. that would that would be like three times i mean you you need like about six six seconds for that room let well, me no, show you, you show how my like, xbox turns how, on here's how i sleep here's yeah. how i sit up here's how i like here's how i rub one out and, <laughs> and here's how i get in and out of my room here is how i i stand up to three-fourths of my height which is all this room can handle <laughs> these are, are not even your, my uh, coats <laughs> Is that still your residence? The people under the stairs? Ah, uh, no, I moved out. Somebody else took it over. I got a full bed, oh, baby. <laughs> Watch oh, yeah. out! Congratulations. I just bought a couch. Oh my wow. god! Wow! Whoa. Congratulations, man. Couch boy, Ooh, fancy, bed boy. Fancy. <laughs> yeah. Guy thinks he's better than us. It's a memory was foam it, mattress. Was it new? <laughs> it's new. <laughs> I have the same one as. Uh... Oh no. What? Oh, what? He I'm just tr- realized he left it outside. <laughs> yeah, like, who do you have the same couch as? <laughs> like, gonna be Tom Cruise? Uh, <laughs> no, fucking uh, the comedian from, uh, he was on The Daily Show. He's from here. Uh, oh, Hassan Minaj? Minaj. <laughs> no, not Hassan Minaj. Oh. 
Why are you laughing at us? I don't <laughs> That's know. A good guess. There's so many. There's so uh, many. Mad- Al Madrigal. Al Madrigal. And I the- got it. You hey! got it. <laughs> so it's not the same model. It's like it was his couch. It was. It was his his mattress. No. Uh, <laughs> you you could sell that for more. No. We we uh. <laughs> I was listening to some podcast and he was like, I got this great mattress. Uh, and I was like, Dude, I got this same fucking mattress. <laughs> Was describing this memory foam mattress he bought for five hundred dollars on Amazon. I was like, "Holy shit!" Oh man, the 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 feeling of recognition when you hear your mattress on a podcast. There's nothing better. <laughs> Hopefully, someone out there is like, "Dude, I have that same mattress yeah. right now." It could just keep reverberating through the airwaves. <laughs> People sleep on SF Comics same mattresses. <laughs> ben, how are you feeling? Yes, I'm doing okay. Uh, haven't had any uh, chemotherapy into the veins for a few weeks, so oh. that's always a good thing. Um, don't do a whole heck of a lot. Lots of lots of couch time. Yeah. Lots of sleeping, or uh, if I'm not sleeping, watching TV. So uh, just you know, doing exciting stuff. Like I rewatched all of Game of Thrones. Don't know if you guys know, but there's been 60 episodes, and the new season starts this sunday this weekend yeah. spoiler spoiler winter is coming oh, okay yeah. so be <laughs> on the lookout for winter what do you think you got <laughs> out of the rewatch because I, I read a thing recently that claimed that uh game of thrones uh the appeal of game of thrones is based on uh liberals secretly longing for monarchy i, I don't know if, if that was <laughs> part of what you got out of a rewatch wow that word for word that's what i was gonna say <laughs> uh, it yeah, really reinforced this deep down desire to be ruled by someone like joffrey baratheon yeah. you know? <laughs> it really does uh, make it seem like a like just peaches and bubblegum you know because it's definitely liberals who want one family to hold all the important <laughs> government jobs well, well secretly <laughs> otherwise why would we watch the show yeah. <laughs> it, it yeah it reinforced that that feeling that i've had and it was just it's hard to explain and then it's like oh man game of thrones nailed it i want i deep down want a zombie army Creeping de- towards our civilization while an inept monarchy makes bad decisions. That's like this hits the nail on the head. It hits uh, a little the, close the thing to that I did really enjoy because oh, I, I, I had never rewatched it ever. Um, so, you know, the first season was whatever, six, seven years ago. The thing that I did enjoy the most was seeing all the characters uh, and knowing what happens to them before you actually see, you know, see, knowing Arya's journey and Jon yeah. Snow and Tyrion. Uh, and and then being like, oh, this guy's dead, and you're dead, and Jamie, yeah. uh, enjoy that hand because it's going to get chopped off, and uh, <laughs> so that was the more enjoyable part, especially from the the early, you know, like first and second season, uh, and then there was, you know, some of the plot lines didn't get better, like the Ramsey Bolton plot line didn't improve over time. <laughs> right. Uh, uh, you know, it's like, all right, we get it. You're into raping and skinning people. <laughs> I, I get it. That's that's your thing. Uh, but but I did enjoy just the knowing what was going to happen, especially to like like I said like Arya, Jon Snow, Tyrion, and uh, Daenerys was uh, that was the fun part. Yeah, I always defend when people are like, "Oh, Game of Thrones is just like it's so gratuitous and it's all for like titillation." And I always sort of defended it where I'm like, "No, it's sort of set in a medieval world that's brutal and blah blah blah." And then like Ramsey and Ramsey Snow comes comes along and he's like, "Oh man, this is." Uh, this is all the things that I tried to uh, say were not true about the show. 
Yeah, yeah but there's, there's definitely definitely a high quotient of murder and rape. Yeah. Uh, but it's uh, you know it's a, it's a rough era in rough times in Westeros. Make Westeros great again, guys. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> I mean, that, that's not untrue to life. I mean, we're talking if we're talking medieval medieval times. There's a lot of murder and rape. That's just kind of kind of what was happening then. Yeah. And also, like, it's based on a true story, so I feel like you gotta <laughs> not, you know, you gotta not get rid of the rape. I mean, they all actually happen. But the thing I don't like is 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 that, um, like, obviously we like to watch murder in our fiction because, you know, there's like part of fiction is a, is a little bit escapist, and and you do want to see the things that are like too naughty for for real life but then as soon as it goes to rape suddenly it's like oh no you know you can't for some reason like rape is so much more taboo than murder well i think it's i think it's because uh first of all snowflakes <laughs> are no i right. I, I, mean, I think i think now more so uh than than before i was rewatching the office recently the the american version with uh-huh. Steve Carell. A lot of rape, and, yeah. Oh, yeah. That show is mostly rape. Uh, <laughs> yeah. no, Pam and Kevin. No, but, yeah, just, Kevin rapes Pam, and then Jim looks at the camera like, <laughs> <laughs> Toby! Um, <laughs> let it happen. Well, there, there, was, there was a couple of rape jokes that I caught, and I remember thinking, like, uh, I feel like these would be blogged about yeah. if if uh, if this if, if this had come out just like you know five years later, and that's gonna be um, true yeah, forever. Yeah, it's definitely more more now than it has uh, been before. Yeah, which I don't think is necessarily a bad thing. I mean, you know. Oh, I mean, uh, there's certain things that I watch where I'm like, all right, they couldn't do this now, and that's not necessarily a bad thing. Like you know, Revenge of the Nerds that basically like ends in a in a rape scene. Or if you've watched American Pie recently, which like sort of grew, I sort of grew up with, and uh, it was sort of all fun and games when we put a webcam in in uh, Jim's room while Nadia was changing and like broad, yeah, but then, broadcast yeah. it to the entire internet. Like that was totally yeah. cool in 1999. We're like, oh yeah, naked chick. Let's definitely yeah, broadcast look, it to the entire right, internet. Looking back on that now, he totally raped that pie. <laughs> <laughs> and he had never raped a pie <laughs> until that point <laughs> in his life. <laughs> Wasn't even a even, real they pie. They didn't even get into the age of age of consent on pies. Yeah, yeah. That, was, that pie was fresh out of the oven. <laughs> well, everyone knows Jason Biggs' family owns the Raiders. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> And they just, uh, you know, he just went the other way with it. Yeah, I, uh, I think yeah. that's always going to happen, though, because comedy is always, like, flirting with the line. Like, what can we say that people are going to have a reaction to? Yeah. And the, if the line keeps moving, you're always going to look back at stuff and be like, oh, I don't know how I yeah, feel about it. I don't it. like this this new pretense that comedy isn't about saying things that uh, are a little bit, like, naughty. You know, like, the whole point is you're transgressing a little bit. Yeah, but... The only people who say that, though, are people who are who are not comedians or or people who spend uh, their who get who make money by by writing clickbait bullshit articles. Yeah, if you have to there's make like there was a lot of uh, uh, pushback or whatever on the the new Chappelle specials, right? I know they're not new, new but the, right. the Netflix Chappelle specials, everyone freaked out over those, and I watched them, and it was like. I mean, it's not that crazy. 
<laughs> right. Yeah. Well, well, that's the thing. You know, people people will, uh, you know, everyone's finding their their the something. You know, you just scour a comedy special. You're probably going to see a couple of things that, you know, you don't like. And, uh, you know, if you're if you're a big enough douchebag, you're going to try to start a conversation, which like Rage I said culture. before, should be illegal. Well, I think it I, should I, be illegal to start conversation. <laughs> right. It should be illegal to make points. That's, yeah. thing. That's a good point. I do. I, I just. Don't. I think we need to get to the no. point where you can like. Bad point. You can raise an objection about a thing without you know. Without without thinking the entire thing is bad, like you can raise an objection with like one thing that Dave Chappelle said for 15 seconds in his special without being like, "Oh, Dave Chappelle sucks. Uh, he should be taken yeah. off the air and never get a comedy special again." Like the thing where we yeah. try to get people fired for shit, like that kind of sucks, <laughs> man. Because like, well, it's also it's like you know what? There's 850 million channels on TV, and then there's uh, YouTube has. Uh, a trillion hours of content like just watch something else if you don't like it what's the uh, what's the big deal i don't have to watch fox news people you know, are I, incentivized I not to. yeah i'm not i'm not like uh signing petitions to have fox and friends taken off the air i would fight sean hannity though i'm just putting that out uh, there right like, now we can all agree he he him and tucker tucker carlson are like the worst humans ever but yeah whatever yeah. I'm, not, I'm not gonna watch them but I, or spend any spend any time saying like Get them off the air. They they're a bunch of liars. No, but I desperately, I desperately want to fight Sean Hannity. Like if anybody out there could make this happen, I just want to put my fists on him. I'm sure some I'm sure some broadcast listeners have the hook up there. Yeah, that would be so fun. What? Let's, which, wait, what, so let's what, do that. What sort of fighting stuff would it be like? MMA, boxing. Yeah, well, Sean Hannity loves to talk about all the martial arts he does. He I seems like, like a big Taekwondo guy. He seems like he just watches Steven Seagal movies. I mean, he, there are videos of him, like, you know, with Chuck Liddell holding pads for him and stuff. Oh, that's pretty good. But he also Is says... He, like, really? He says he, like, studies, like, street martial arts, whatever the fuck that means. Nah, dude, he, he leads a sedentary lifestyle. <laughs> yeah. I, I know this because I lead a sedentary lifestyle, and I can see it in his face. You know your own kind. <laughs> I know my kind. Yeah. I love that Wait, term. so you're saying you and Sean Hannity are basically the same person? Yeah, pretty much. I mean, ideologically and everything, we're pretty much, you know, match up. <laughs> but, like, Matt and Fremont, or whatever your name was, that's, that was basically him. <laughs> yeah, that's what was, basically What was your the, name when you were, when you were in Fremont? Gary! Gary. <laughs> <laughs> Gary must be pretty pumped about how great America is again. Dude, I haven't, you know, I haven't seen Gary in a long time. Uh, I think he is, he's gone underground. Uh -huh. uh, he's, he's bought a bunch of Twitter bots and he is really fighting the system. Fuck that's, yeah, Gary. That's, that's my <laughs> Gary from Tremont update. Okay, that's cool. That's cool. <laughs> Ben, cool, cool. call him if you want to talk to him. This is L.A. Matt. <laughs> Fair. Ben, flap, flap. Ben, what other shows have you been uh, have you been have you been digging on while you've been spending all this uh, this this couch time? This couch time. Uh, nothing else too exciting that's on these days. Uh, let's see. I the I watched The Prophet, which I enjoy. Okay. Um, but uh, the Defiant ones I've been enjoying. What is that uh, one? I don't know yeah. that one. It's on HBO. It's a documentary series about mostly about Dr. Dre and Jimmy. Oh, I, I, yeah, 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 yeah. I, which I, is, uh, it's, I mean, 
if you're like me, like most of you guys are, like you pretty much know most of the story of NWA and Dr. Dre at this point. It's not exactly like groundbreaking. Oh my God, I've never heard that story before. Um, so it's nothing like really fresh and new, but it, it's well done. And it's just about the history separately of Jimmy Iovine. I always forget how to say his last name. Jimmy Iovine, Io, whatever. I think you Iovine or Iovine. Iovine, whatever. I, like they're, I think potato, potato. Yeah, tomato, potato, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's it's on HBO. I feel like HBO is probably the best at making uh, shows these days. So it's well done. I think it's four parts or five parts it's been on the last few days there's something that's like for some reason it's just endlessly compelling to um watch like even if it's fictionalized like the making of songs that you know like what like in the straight out of compton movie where uh the easy guy like the first time he hits like the opening line into uh boys in the hood for some reason like you could just like i don't know i could watch that a uh, seventy thousand times and it never gets old i don't know why yeah it's well it's part of it is it's a song that at least I really have always enjoyed. And it's like a big part of my growing up and Mm -hmm. then to see how it's made and see them all be excited about it. Uh, there's definitely some cool archival footage in uh, the defiant ones. A lot of it is current interviews with, with people, which to me isn't always nearly as exciting as, uh, as archival footage. Like, yeah, all right. Hearing Jimmy Iovine tell retell stories, from 30 years ago just isn't quite as cool as the uh, old school footage but there is some old school footage i didn't like i didn't realize how much street cred that guy had until i was watching straight out of compton and then he came on screen and there was like a there was like a palpable twitter in the audience where they're like oh it's jimmy iovine and i was like oh (laughs) shit i didn't know that i didn't know that was like a a thing he he showed up in in the movie, I don't remember. Yeah, in Straight Outta Compton, I think it's like right around uh, aftermath when I don't know. It's oh yeah, him and Dre like, are there at some point, and like the whole crowd was just like it was kind of like a Stan Lee cameo in a Marvel movie. Everyone was like, "Oh shit, there's Jimmy Iovine." Oh, that's tight. I haven't uh, gotten to the part where like when Dre gets together with Eminem and all that, which was not in Straight Outta Compton, so that that stuff might be a little more interesting, but. I still, I feel like I know those stories pretty well, uh, but it's, H, like I said, HBO does stuff, I think, just better than most. Uh, overall, it's kind of a dead time for for TV. Not yeah. a lot of other new new shows that, that I've been watching. It's a dead time for TV. It's a dead time for sports. Yeah. Uh, uh, do you watch Snowfall? I have not checked it out. It's on the DVR. Is it worth watching, L.A. Matt? Uh, I, uh, what's up, L.A. Matt? Hashtag squip. Um, yeah, I would say uh, it is definitely worth watching. I watched the pilot, and I liked it. And uh, and it's something that, you know, sometimes it's just like you just need something to do while you eat. And, yeah. I've and been, that's a good thing to do. I've been catching what's up the on The Americans, which I never watched before. And I'm sort, yeah, I'm sort yeah. of enjoying. It. Well, I also I also watched that I watched that because uh, I had a plane flight to Europe, which is like 11 hours. Like that's a great time to binge watch TV shows because you don't have shit to do for a long ass time. So I watched The Americans and I rewatched season two of Fargo. And season two is so good. I realized how much better season two of Fargo is than the most recent season. I only watched uh, season two, so I nailed it. Yeah, you did it. You did it right. <laughs> Thank you. 
Wait, you didn't watch season one of Fargo? I no. still haven't seen season one of Fargo, no. Oh my god, it's so good. Wait, you watched season two and three, but not season one? Yeah, I haven't seen season it's one yet. It's not consecutive, that, though. That, that's, yeah. a, definitely a, that's definitely a Vince thing. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> How's that? It's How's that? Just like, you just do shit how it, like, fuck season one, man. I'm going to go straight to season two. Well, there's no, I have no, I have no animosity towards it. I just missed it when it came out, and then I was like, oh, shit, I'm too far behind. And then season two came out, and I was like, oh, shit, but I haven't seen season one. And people and were like, oh, but they're different. And I was like, oh, okay, now I can start anew and watch. You know. oh, I, I haven't watched it, so I, I didn't realize it was it was unnecessary to watch season one. Yeah, yeah no, no, they're, not, they're not connected. He's they're, not they're just a rogue. <laughs> Every season is a different story. But, but season one of, Far- of Fargo is, is fucking incredible. Well, also uh, season one had Colin Hanks, and I really hate Colin Hanks because he's a no, fucking, he's, he's a he's lurky weirdo, and I don't like him. Yeah, but he he get he plays like a punk ass bitch cop. So like him and Daniel uh, Radcliffe both fit into the same category of like this weird like they they just they just look like guys that like <laughs> say a word and then they suck the saliva through their teeth afterwards and they just look like they'd be lurky and weird and I don't like them. Well, there's wow. nothing wrong with sucking the saliva through your teeth. Um, <laughs> also, that's that's strangely specific. But it's it's a good. You should watch it. It's very very good. Billy uh, Bob Thornton's in it. I do love Billy Bob. I was getting him confused well, with Chet Hanks. Oh no, Chet Hanks is endlessly entertaining. Yeah. What's what's yeah. he been up to? I think right, he went man, to rehab what? at some point, and then he sort of fell off the radar. No, that's too bad. Going to rehab is not great for your street cred if you're Chet Hayes. No, it's Chet Hanks. Unfortunate. I mean, not much is great for your street cred when your dad's Tom Hanks. Yeah. And your name is Chet. You go by Chet Hayes, and you're a shitty rapper. There's <laughs> a lot of hits, right? It I'll is see, Malibu's most wanted. I I'll mean, everyone's this. made that observation. It's not like it's not like his parents founded separate dynasties of NFL franchises. I bet he's had pie. That's the point. <laughs> yeah, he's probably definitely had pie before. <laughs> Ben's not going to get that because he wasn't here for the Rooney Mara conversation. But I mean, oh yeah. man, sorry, I'm sorry. It's all right. I'll. You know, re-listen and then I'll laugh later. Yeah, that's that's what I'd recommend for all the listeners out there. <laughs> re-listen and say, laugh just, later. Just, I just did want to say real quick thanks to uh, all those broadcast listeners out there who either emailed or hit me up on Twitter or whatever, wishing me uh, good health. Uh, just wanted to say thank you, fraud on, fraud strong. You know, thanks. Do you have Hell more yeah. uh, chemo to look forward to? Uh, potentially, I'm not quite sure what's next. Uh, might be trying to do a clinical trial. Uh, unfortunately, where my cancer is now, it's not easily treatable. There's not a, a standard protocol, standard treatment for it. So probably trying to do a clinical trial and then uh, hoping that works wonders. So I'm a little up in the air on uh, on what's next uh, for uh, for the treatment schedule. So, right. Hoping, hoping that whatever whatever's next works well, and I can live a long and uh, and fruitful life. Many more podcasts, but at this point, I'm not quite sure. Gotta get the key, that. The, key, the good news is the chemo has been working at least moderately, not amazingly. Um, so no matter what, I'm not dying tomorrow, which is kind of cool. Yeah, that's uh, good. But uh, but as far as what's next for the treatment, I honestly not quite sure at this point. Well, if Matt would hurry up and graduate from medical school already. <laughs> Talking about me? Yeah. LA Matt? Yeah. 
I, dude, I quit medical school. That oh. dream is dead. Turn oh, that no. LA into a DR. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I could, I could go back. Just, I mean, I never really went, but I thought about. I mean, I, I did a lot of drugs, and I know a thing or two <laughs> about. So I could probably tell you how to extract the hydrocodone from the Vicodin pill so that you don't have to deal with all the ibuprofen. How do you do this? Wait, so yes, I just picked up, I just, I'm contributing to the opioid epidemic and I just picked up uh, my prescription, a new refill of of oxycodone. Yeah, yeah. With a, a, but it's with acetaminophen. Right. So it's Percocet. So that's what that is. Percocet is the oxycodone acetaminophen mix. And, you know, what I like to do or liked to do was uh, a, a process called cold water extraction. You see, when you put, when you, when you mash up the pill and you put it in water and then you put it in, a, in the freezer, uh, the, uh, the acetaminophen will separate uh, from the uh, oxycodone and, it, and, and the oxycodone is soluble so it'll go into the water uh, and all at the bottom of the uh, you know shot glass or whatever you use I use the shot glass uh, will be <laughs> the acetaminophen that way uh, you can you know you can the, the solution will be mostly the oxycodone it doesn't matter so do you scrape off like... do you scrape off <laughs> wait, the wait, crust of honestly it? what's What's the what's the advantage of getting rid of the acetaminophen? I thought the so acetaminophen... you can inject it straight into your face. Uh, oh, <laughs> got it. This is this is the injection recipe. Can you not I, inject I, acetaminophen, or how's that how's that work? It's not that you can't; it's that you shouldn't. Uh-huh. I mean, because it's uh, I mean, it's not a uh, it's definitely not because. It's unhealthy to have a lot of acetaminophen, just like it's unhealthy right. to have a lot of ibuprofen. I mean, it's not good for the liver. Right. Um, Whereas and, heroin. And yeah, from from, from medical school, I know that you need <laughs> the liver to live. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's why, that's, why it's called, that's why it's called the liver. <laughs> that's correct. <laughs> and, and so uh, in order to be more healthy about your opiate consumption, you know, you can do a little cold water extraction. Now, for you kids listening He's like at home, free. <laughs> uh, I, I've, I, there's one part of the recipe that I haven't told you. And if uh, and and I, I'm doing that on purpose because because I haven't told you that one part. If you try this, you could die. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's very responsible of you. <laughs> I won't tell you that one part. I, I pre- also, appreciate that. How many of them just you, stopped the podcast and went straight for it? Could die without me yeah. telling them the one part. Yeah, or? yeah. With that, without me telling them the extra part, uh, they they will die if they try to do what I just said. Well, this is like calling without Madrigal's mattress. You know, like these kids are going to go out. <laughs> yeah. and they're going to be yeah, like, well. See, I don't want inspire kids to do this if, <laughs> if the popular comedians of the film drunk broadcast are doing it i probably should it sounds great and if you're gonna yeah. be asleep on heroin get yourself a good mattress <laughs> you don't want to nod out on a, th- on a piece of concrete yeah. <laughs> get the mattress every sf comedian's using <laughs> but la matt how many milligrams of oxycodone would you use at a time well i remember Back 
I remember <laughs> back it's a in sign. Uh, I had I had one summer where where, where I did a lot of uh, oxycontin, um, and uh, I forget what the milligramage was. Uh, well, but so like the, what I have is uh, they're five 25? milligrams each. They're five milligrams each. I usually take two, and mm -hmm. uh, so that's ten milligrams. Yeah, I I I, I thought I remember. Um, like a, a five, uh, five or ten, but I, well, oh, that's right. Ten milligrams was 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 oxycodone, uh, and then like it's three hundred and fifty milligrams or two hundred and fifty milligrams of acetaminophen. Um, anyways, uh, what would I do? What would I do? I don't, you know, <laughs> I, it's been a little while. So I, I remember how many pills I would crush up and ingest into my vein. But well, I'm more just more curious. Like I've watched. <laughs> shows where people would talk about their addiction and they would take like 30 to 40 pills a day which to me is oh, insane because yeah. the most i've ever taken at a time is like three or four and that was plenty mm -hmm. uh and right. i just couldn't imagine what sort of zombie i would be if i took like 10 at a time like all day long well, I mean, your body, you, you kind of build up to it you know it's like uh it's like working out you know, you know <laughs> Eventually, your body can handle more and more, uh, and also you you want more and more because it's, it's yeah. Like and I understand your your tolerance your tolerance builds up. I just was curious what sort of level LA Matt. Oh, this I guess was pre LA Matt, before yeah, LA is, Matt was invented. This, this is uh, Santa Cruz Matt. This is Irie Matt. <laughs> this is back when every everything was Irie. Um, this is yeah, Sublime so, Poster Matt. <laughs> Yeah, this is a blind poster, Matt. This Wait, is. Did, did Matt did 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 Santa Cruz Matt have bleached hair? No, but like, uh, if I'd ever stayed out in the sun, I would have. <laughs> I don't. You, I don't. You spent a lot of time inside. Yeah, well, that's you know that's the best place to be if you're high. Um, <laughs> on, on Al Magical's mattress. Yeah. <laughs> I wish, man. I, I, I there was uh, one place I lived at that I, it was the entire floor was the size of the futon that I dragged into it, and I lived in in this little closet. But it was a nice closet. I mean, <laughs> like it, it 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 worked for me. You know, it fit my lifestyle of of uh, liking to stay on mattresses. Matt, all, you, all Matt, you have such a. I mean, you. Um, have such a problem being I wouldn't call it a problem but like you um, your comedy is normal problem yeah that's true your comedy is normally so uh, out there and and absurdist that when you talk about real stuff from your life it, it sort of seems fake and yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. and one, one of my favorite things that you said when you're trying to go a little more real or you're, you're like I used to do heroin uh, and then I decided that I wanted to uh, live indoors Yes, 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 yes. This is true. Yeah. I mean, I was, I was only homeless for. I was like barely homeless. Like mm -hmm. I was, uh, I was only homeless in so much that I didn't have a home. Uh, but I did stay on friends' couches uh, for as much as I could, except for the times where I couldn't. Yeah, I, unlike I, now when you live with your parents and <laughs> and sometimes sleep with friends when you come to San Francisco. Totally different situation, clearly. 
clearly a different situation. And also, <laughs> it's not so much that I live with my parents, is that I just have my roommates are my mom and dad, and <laughs> sometimes my brother. And uh, uh, you know, I live with my brother and 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 uh, what do you call it, sister-in-law yeah, as well. Yeah. You know, how's your sister? Wait, have you already? Matt, LA, Matt, have you already gone through all of your Chobani residuals? Yeah, dude, uh, those things dried up faster than the Ch Chobani Oats brand. <laughs> <laughs> they decided uh, uh, having the oats already in <laughs> the yogurt was not actually something people wanted. <laughs> people apparently want a more like a dry oat uh, separate. <laughs> The people are very okay with adding their own oats to the um, So yeah, those those are gone, man. Well, people want to uh, sow their oats. That's what I've always heard. Is that you know you got to sow your sow their own wild oats. Yeah, they exactly. don't want their soggy wild oats. Um, so yeah, no, I mean it's the the reason that I I I, I stay with my my parents and brother um, are not because the Chobani money ran out, but it's, it's because I just, I, I haven't gone looking for an apartment ever since I left my apartment um, in December of last year. And you know, I really thought I'd find one by now, but I, I really <laughs> stopped looking. And then, and as the money that I save goes up and up and up, it's hard, it's hard to push myself out. Yeah. <laughs> Peter, if we got Peter Frampton on the line now. Yeah. <laughs> Is there any talk of a uh, flop house season two? How did how did season one do in the old rating department? <laughs> I think it's self-titled. <laughs> yeah. What did, what did, what I missed it. Is there any is there any talk of Flophouse season two? I don't think I don't think so. I don't think they even show Flophouse yeah. season one anymore. They still that show. Shut up. They did. I check out. I check out Viceland, and at Flophouse does not get a lot of run uh, at any it point did. during the day. It did for a while. <laughs> it is possible that there's enough like big comedians who have made it that there might not be the largest consumer appetite for comedy that's not there yet. Is the Flophouse San Francisco? Right. Does the Flophouse San Francisco still exist? Oh yeah, yeah, we're going strong. As a matter of fact, all of the uh, college students that lived in the complex below us moved out, and now more of us moved in. Oh man, uh, stronger uh, than so that's a compound a now, like a baby. Double, a double Flophouse compound? <laughs> yeah, that's amazing. Uh, the bottom, the bottom is way cleaner. <laughs> It's way Does prettier. the landlord have any idea that it was like on TV or what the situation is? Oh yeah, luckily they did not see it. <laughs> they don't watch Viceland. <laughs> <laughs> I think the owner is in New York. If I uh, mm. if I was informed correctly, and uh, what only four people he? are allowed to live in that house. <laughs> Matt what wants race is he? What? I have no Who's idea. We've never man. seen the owner. <laughs> Is he a Jew? I don't know if it's a he. I don't know if it's a she. I'm just going to say he's probably Lebanese. I'm putting that out there. Well, I'll tell you what. Jay-Z has anything to say about it. It's a Jew. <laughs> what did uh, did Jay-Z have some things to say about Jews? 
No, nah, nah, not really. He he basically was 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 just he just he just spit a little rhyme uh, about telling black people to stop wasting their money at strip clubs and acquire good credit because mm-hmm. that's how uh, Jews ever wonder how Jews own all the property. That's how they did it. He right. writes credit with with did it. Um. Uh, which is which is uh, he's he's trying to be complimentary yeah. and uh, use Jews as a model minority, and I I, I think that's uh that's that's not anti-Semitic or or, or, or it's not it's not mean. It, it's vaguely problematic. Uh, yeah, but I mean, who the fuck cares? I heard that that song was produced by Dr. Dreidel. <laughs> I heard I heard fifty shekel raps on that jam. Ah, nice. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh, I want to get one. Uh, <laughs> well, give me time. Uh, uh, or or Ben, or you could give it to Ben, uh, who is like uh, I don't have any. Who has far more Jew cred Hold than on. you do? But yeah, you're only half, right, Matt? La Matt? Yeah. So I'm only half offended. <laughs> Wait, is it your mom or your dad? Uh, it's my dad. So, Wait, I'm so not... technically you're zero then. Well, uh, I, I'm not religiously Jewish. I'm only, uh, what do you call it? Uh, uh, Jewish heritage. Fa- facially. I, oh, oh. I, okay. I, only, I only have the blood. I don't have the, uh, I don't have the religion. But I also, I didn't grow up religious at all. My well, the complicated are, thing is they, according to the Catholics, you're, you're Jewish. And according to the Jews, you're Catholic. I'm gonna yeah, get for it's really Matt, LA Matt. I'm gonna get the I'm gonna get a hashtag going fake Jews, and you're one of you're the first one. <laughs> fake Jews. <laughs> hashtag fake Jews. Fake Jews. We couldn't yeah, decide Jews, should, the- We couldn't decide if the hashtag should be fake Jews or fraud Jews. I think I think they've ch- Donald Trump changed it recently. <laughs> well, yeah, he he uh, Jews, when he edited that video Jews. of him. He put the rabbi's face on that guy from the wrestling <laughs> right. video, body slamming that poor rabbi. Luckily, yeah. the thing about Matt is I only have to put two parentheses around his name. Yeah, that's that's usually how I go halfway. Just 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 a few parentheses. You don't want to go all six. Yeah. <laughs> What's the parentheses indicate? Oh man, Judaism. you gotta catch up on your online anti-Semitism, bro. <laughs> Well, I've been I've been going to a lot of different chat forums. I've, well, you're I going to, to you're going to the I've, wrong I've chat been, forums. I that's what I guess. We'll we'll talk offline. I've got all <laughs> sorts of different different handles with Pepe Pepe in it. I've been trying good. so hard, but good, it's good. it's hard to infiltrate. You know, the the alt right is just it's full of the smartest people in the country, so it's tough. Well, well they're intellectuals. You know, they they've thought a lot about race uh and uh, they really they know what they're talking about you know they uh they write books about it uh they 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 find iq really matters a lot and for some science reason, they're really they're really into science and education they're into the science of racism it's the best <laughs> of, of both worlds that is uh that is one of the majors at uh, bob jones university i don't know if you guys know yeah. that what a BS uh, a BS in racism? Yeah, well, exactly. they got phrenology, they got racial studies, uh, you know, uh, eugenics. There's yeah. a lot of good majors they have there. So the the uh, the parentheses around the name that basically they created there are these echoes. They they put it around anyone with a Jewish last name or that this uh, they have like a giant list of Jews and they created a Chrome plugin. Uh, takes uh, all the names that sound Jewish or vaguely Jewish 
and they put parentheses around them, and uh, that way, oh. yeah, you know, because it's always good to know. It is. It good. is. It's good. To you know. don't want to be surprised was, by like a, a sneak attack by like a, a Rosenstein or something. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. What I was, yeah, I always find funny. It's like they're like this way. You know, you know, they're a Jewish name, and it's like, yeah, or you can just you know, reading it is usually, uh, you know, I guess unless you can't, unless you don't have a, I guess some people don't don't know what a, what Jewish last names are. So yeah, maybe if it starts maybe with I, silver, maybe. it's usually a good indication. Is that is that right? Yeah, I've heard that. <laughs> what about Nate Silver? Yeah, there you go. Perfect. Wait, is he Jewish? I don't know. Revel- That's why I was asking. Revelation. <laughs> you heard it here, folks. Well, this is a good conversation. Yeah. <laughs> we got a lot going on with it. Uh, do you guys want to participate in the intu- uh, the Untouchables discussion? Did you, well, you rewatch the the move the nineties movie Untouchables? Uh, nineteen eighty seven to be eighty seven. Man, I was close. No, yeah. I have not seen it recently. So you guys have fun. Uh, watch out for that Al Capone character. Okay, <laughs> Ben. Um, keep on keeping on, man. Uh, obviously, you know we're wishing you all the best. But but no, well, come on, thoughts and prayers at least. Yeah. Jesus okay. Well. Look, you get thoughts. I don't know, like thoughts and prayers. Yeah. We'll save that for when like things get real bad. Well, okay, I don't believe in, I don't. I don't believe in God, so <laughs> ju- uh, you're, you're getting the thoughts for sure. Um, I, I could give you some retweets. That's better than prayers. <laughs> thoughts and retweets. <laughs> yeah, li- and no, retweets. likes and retweets. Likes and retweets. Likes Way and retweets. better than thoughts and prayers. Thoughts and faves. Thoughts, <laughs> faves, and retweets. Okay, Fox guys. And friends. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, thanks. Thanks for having me on. And uh, like I said, thanks everybody for uh, for sending me positive messages of encouragement. Still alive, and uh, hopefully still alive for a long time. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I appreciate it, everybody. Enjoy the Untouchables talk. <laughs> thanks, man. Love right, you, later, guys. Bye. Later, guys. Bye. Matt, did you actually watch it too? He didn't say I love you too. Oh. It's like, he's like my mom. Oh man. <laughs> she does she does that? She goes, oh, okay, bye. Oh, that's rough. <laughs> You'll get it one day, man. She's playing hard yeah. to get. Yeah, she she'll she'll yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so I I didn't rewatch the Untouchables, but 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 <laughs> I've seen The Untouchables. Oh, that's good. <laughs> and I remember uh, it's a bad movie. And uh, you think it's bad? I stand by that. Okay. It's okay. terrible. I it's re- one of the worst movies I've ever seen. <laughs> uh, that's uh, that's a hot. That's a strong take. Anybody else? I so I didn't realize till halfway through the movie. I was like, I think I've seen this. Then I was like, No, 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 I haven't. And then once they got to the cabin, I was like, Oh, I definitely saw this like with my parents back uh-huh. in the day. And I don't remember thinking it sucked, but this time I was watching, I was like, it 
pretty much sucks. Like it's harsh. Okay. It was a okay. 1987 movie that to me looked like it was shot in the 50s because everything was so over the top, <laughs> right? So cliche. The voiceover sucked. All the characters were completely. Wait, what go- was there a voiceover? Yeah, where was? Well, it? not like th- not like there was supposed to be voiceovers, but I could tell when an actor did it in post. Like there's <laughs> right. a scene where yeah, yeah, like, yeah. "Hey, do you have a warrant?" Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I was like, yeah. What yeah. the yeah. Yeah. fuck yeah. is happening? <laughs> exactly what you're talking about yeah and so i will say robert de niro is dope uh he was very good uh i was also wondering as i was watching it is kevin costner good was he ever good or did i just watch all his movies when i was young uh all right so first of all i don't i can't i can't agree with you guys that it's a bad movie but i will say this no i don't think it's a bad movie i will say this I, I think of it as a master class in filmmaking, but like I mean that in the meanest way possible because like <laughs> it's I mean it exists solely for um for Brian De Palma to try and impress you like with every shot like it's very tech like it's all technical like it's all technique like he sort of took this like I can't figure out why the fuck Kevin Costner and and Sean Connery are supposed to be the good guys because it's like. You know, fucking Al Capone is just trying to sell people some shit they want. Like, why am I supposed to side with these Boy Scouts that wanna uh, that wanna like pour the booze in the street? So that part's weird. But also, um, I mean, like technically, it's just pretty. Like every single shot is kind of beautiful. Yeah, Colin, come no, on. I, I'm with you. I'm with you on that. I You're mean, a the, film guy. The whole, the whole. <laughs> The, the scene that they always show in film school anyway is like the whole scene with the baby carriage yeah. going down the stairs and it's like the Odessa steps from the battleship Potemkin. Oh my God. Brian De Palma's call back to the one oh, of the very first scenes of cinema, dude. I forgot that there that's the, the reference. There. Yeah. So don't you think he just kind of like took this script and he's like, man, I can film school the shit out of this <laughs> script. Like That's kind of the whole yeah. thing, right? I mean, there's so many shots that are just weird just like the, and even the opening shot just like with the with the title sequence and they're like this is where we are yeah, that's yeah. that's a little ridiculous but then it's beautiful i mean everything is like oh we can't shoot kevin costner unless it's like from three stories up or like from <laughs> four floors underneath him like everything is weirdly composed but um in the in the staircase scene when they when he's chasing the guy yeah yeah, yeah that one I could say I could see how it's shot very well. Even the first scene is really cool. You come in, they're like you know shaving, shaving. over Al yeah. Capone, and it's and it's beautiful and it's awesome. But I think that the characters suck. Like the dialogue is not written well, right. and therefore yeah. a lot of the acting sucks. Oh, too. I don't disagree I was like with watching that. people <laughs> try to act. I felt like no chemistry. Yeah, it was did, just weird. did Sean Connery win an Academy Award for that? role uh i believe so dear That's god also, <laughs> also you know who you know who wrote that movie uh oliver stone no david fucking david fucking mammoth wrote that movie yeah like the guy known for like <laughs> snippy snappy like real life dialogue wrote this movie which is so strange um the other thing that i was thinking about is like like if you watch a 70s movie everything is about 
how like the government's bad there's no happy like if you watch a uh, dog day afternoon that's like a great 70s movie he wants to rob a I bank love that movie. he wants to rob a bank to get his like transvestite lover out of prison and he gets fucking murdered at the end and then yeah. and then i think that the the 70s were such a like a feel bad decade that half the shit in the 80s is about how authority figures are good, uh, like it's good versus evil. There's a fucking Crime happy ending. Bad. Crime is bad. Right. Authority figures are good, and like this feels like the high water mark of that because it's like I'm supposed to be rooting for Elliot Ness, and I have no idea why I'm supposed to be rooting for like the cop who stops the booze because I want to drink the booze. Who fuck? That's a stupid law. Tried to address yeah. that. Like they, they tried. Sort of did, yeah. They tried to have him be like, "Look, we know the cops are doing it. I don't care what you did before, but." The law is the law, yeah. and that's what we're gonna do. And like all, and like oh, they blew up. They start. They plant a blown up little girl in the first like yeah. you know couple minutes of the movie. So you're supposed to feel that, and that is actually what Al Capone is doing that was wrong. But they just didn't make it complex enough. Like I think now when you watch movies, you see the bad guy is not only bad and charismatic like Al Capone was, but there's also like, they put more complexity into like understanding why the person does what they do. Mm -hmm. And the good guy might be good, but you understand that he's not perfect. And that makes it more watchable. This was so stiff. Here's here's how I would defend this movie. To me, this is like a superhero. This is the Marvel of the 80s. Like clearly, (laughs) clearly like Kevin Costner is, is fucking Iron Man. Like it doesn't really matter like he's the good guy because the movie says he's the good guy right and you're just like you kind of you're kind of going with it and like within that you're gonna see these scenes that are like a a beautiful interesting set piece you know like the whole uh the the whole fucking step scene which but like even before that comes up you're like well this is just an interestingly shot movie yeah there's just it's so unbelievable at certain points like the oh. fucking accountant starts mowing down gangsters <laughs> like and then yeah. like oh my hat almost came off he's like having fun the gun jams and then he runs after the guy with the Tommy yeah. gun and bashes him yeah. in the face like uh, I'm more nervous playing Call of Duty than that guy was in his first line but, of action to be fair that guy got shot in the fucking he face did. in a brutally re- in the like the most brutally realistic scene in that entire movie that's fair I, I honestly like got three quarters of the way through and was like I can't <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah that's fair what? I mean it's uh it's very much like an like an 80s movie and I kind of think that Brian De Palma just was like oh man I can just I can just film school the fuck out of this thing <laughs> and he does and you're like you're kind of watching it solely for that I think it's designed to be fun and you have to approach it with that yeah you know but when I'm so when I if I I was if, offended by all of, I mean there's a there's a heavy anti-Italian undercurrent to this entire movie <laughs> you you filthy wop yeah. Jesus Christ <laughs> just like a wop yeah. <laughs> just like a dumb dirty dago <laughs> yeah. I have this thing <laughs> yeah. as a say it again. <laughs> Just like a dumb, dirty dago. I love how he says "wop" with like an H in it. He's like, yeah. "wop, wop, wop." He also like That's he doesn't even one. try to do an Irish accent. Like uh, like Sean Connery no, is like so him. fucking clearly Scottish, Scottish, and he doesn't even try. It's so beautiful. It's so weird that he got an Academy Award for that. That's one of those career Academy Awards. You're like, well. 
you did enough James Bonds that you 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 deserve a, a, a statue. Hey, wherever the fuck he was supposed to be from, he was pretty good in that movie, though. My He's st- awful in that movie. No, no man, no. come on, no way. No, My, he is he has the best introduction in that movie. He's walking along the bridge, and Kevin Costner throws a note from his wife that says, "I'm so proud of you." Into the river, and he goes. Next time, throw it in the rubbish bin or whatever. <laughs> and I was like, "Yeah, dude, you fucking tell that dude yeah. off for littering in the fucking no. world, baby." What's your real name? <laughs> oh, I knew it. First time you put a wop on the crew, everybody's gonna be shitting yeah. for me, color. I will see. He, d- he does have some really entertaining, <laughs> he's fun so scenes. Good. But it's just like it, it's and like he's not good acting. But I want to watch him do that for like <laughs> ten hours. It's like fun. Fuck, fuck whether it's good acting or not. Right. There's a lot of it's very fun. But you know when you say fuck whether it's good acting or not, he won the Academy Award. <laughs> yeah, for it. Like, dude, the, your job as an actor is to make people want to watch you. Yeah. It's not to it's, like it was compelling. fulfill some textbook idea of what acting should be. Yeah, I just love yeah, like I think it I think it's being good at acting like the character you're supposed to be. But here's the thing. He made me want to watch that character even though I fucking knew full well that there's no way that character was Irish. So that, to me, like, in a weird way, is a great acting job. Well, (laughs) Tommy Wiseau should win an an Academy Award for Best Actor playing Johnny in the movie The Room. Because you know what? He, I could not take my eyes off him. No, but you were laughing at Tommy Wiseau. You were not laughing at, uh, at, at Sean Connery. I'm on the bridge. (laughs) Cool, cool. And everything you just said sounded like dubs. Yeah. So my question is, he keeps calling, like, so they call the, they call the Italians Wops and Dagos, which everybody knows. But for some reason, uh, they keep calling him an Irish pig. Is that like a traditional Irish slur to call him a, and oh, he's screaming like a stuck Irish pig. You're like, oh, huh. fuck you, you Irish pig. Sounds natural. Is it a pig Kinda just because he's a cop, or does it have to be do with him being Irish? I, th- I think it's just because he's a, a cop. But okay. I, do you want me to Google Irish pig? Sure. I, Irish slurs? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I could do that for I sure. I mean, there's not a lot of great slurs. Well, we, we got like Mick, and there's not a lot of great Irish slurs, right? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I don't uh, know a ton. Patty. Patty. Patty, yeah. Uh, yeah. Patty yeah, I don't wagon. think it's a slur because all I'm seeing is a ton of restaurants named the Irish Pig. <laughs> <laughs> so it must be a, it uh, must be a cop combination. I don't know. I, see, I will defend this movie. Like I, I accept all of the criticisms and like uh, my notes that I wrote while I was watching this movie were like uh, whack flute, um, fucking whack uh, righteous, righteous hats. hats? <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, De Niro, where, De Niro wearing his. Uh, oh, cause cause the music every the music time sucks. The music sucks real bad. It's oh, like really yeah, bad. Yeah, every, bad music too. Every time uh, every time Costner's wife comes on screen, they play the like a flute or a pan flute, and you're like, oh man, oh, come on, really? I thought a whack flute was just another racial slur for Irish. <laughs> no, I wish. Uh, so, but De Niro. Oh in, yeah, Mick. Oh. Heavy whack flute. Your whole whack flute. Jesus wouldn't like it if you're killing wops. What are you doing killing wops all day? Oh, you know, Jesus, Jesus hates it when you kill the wops. Kill all, right, keep killing Dagos. <laughs> if you don't kill the Dagos, one day the Dagos going to kill you. What you was your father say about the Dagos that you're killing? Oh, that's terrible. 
<laughs> you and your sister go back upstairs and stop killing whoops. <laughs> you always murdering whoops. <laughs> a whack fruit. <laughs> your mother would be your mother would be rolling in her grave if you were killing whoops in front of her. <laughs> and Jesus doesn't like it when you play the whack flute. <laughs> <laughs> whack flute is a sin. <laughs> well, it's right here in the scripture. This is right here, you're not supposed to play the walk flute. Not until you're married. Jesus. <laughs> Jesus hates the whack flute. <coughs> He's your lord and savior. And Christ, <laughs> you obey your lord. You obey your lord. You go back in your room and you stop playing the whack flute. Oh, Jesus wept over your whack flute. Oh, Jesus, look at the crown. They stabbed him in the belly with a whack flute. <laughs> Oh, poor Jesus. You'll go back in your room and you think about poor Jesus. <coughs> yeah. Wow. Um, uh, oh, yeah. All, the other note that I had was that uh, Italians were uh, were like the... They were like black culture before, before black... Like, because fucking uh, De Niro comes out and he's got his fedora on backwards... I don't know if you noticed that. Like he's coming down the stairs and he's got a fedora on, and it's like and it's backwards and it's like tilted at the side. I'm like, oh man, this was just like a new era cap backwards hat. Yeah, (laughs) like he probably still had the sticker on the underside of the brim. That's right. He did it. He did a nose grind down the banister. (laughs) Yeah. Um, One note that I wrote down is how interesting it is. How many of the same. Usually, white people that love gangster movies from that area era hate gangster rap. Oh, right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it encourages all the wrong things. It's like, oh, it was a different time. That's when gangs had structure. They were businesslike. <laughs> I mean, it is real strange that 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 uh, the Untouchables is sort of held up. And, and look, and I'm I'm trying to be the one who defends this movie because I I do like it. But um, it's funny that it's sort of held up as this film school classic when it's like an ab- adaptation from an old tv show so it's like not different than like the baywatch movie when you when you get down to it <laughs> like it's an adaptation of an old tv show it's like a superhero movie it's basically all of the things that we have now just like in a different form different era yeah yeah, yeah. It, it wasn't i mean it, it it just depends on how you approach it i think if you approach the movie from it's gonna look good and it's fun and there's some compelling characters and like good moments it is a good movie yeah. but like i was kind of sucked in at the beginning i was like dude this is gonna be awesome because yeah, it then, looks like, amazing yeah it, exactly and i was so on board and then some of the, i just felt like some of the, the again the acting and the dialogue and the music and some of the weird audio things it's also it just like took me out of it it's also like a completely bullshit biopic i mean because like it's based on the TV show, which was based on a book that Elliot Ness basically like wrote about himself with a ghostwriter. So, yeah, but it's the worst. It's the worst kind of biopic because not at any point in that movie does it have that scene where someone's like Elliot. Music ain't gonna put no food on no table. <laughs> Being a lawman ain't gonna put no food on no table. You better stop up, uh, upholding the law. I just have so many ideas <laughs> for different types of ways I can fight crime, Ma. Hey, yo, Elliot, lay down that track, man. 
Yeah. Well, listen to this. Hey, Elliot, it's your cousin, Marvin Ness. <laughs> <laughs> you know that sound, new sound you've been looking for? I think I found. Can you can you name what a uh, very popular rap song drops a Elliot Ness reference? A state that's untouchable like yeah. Elliot Ness. Trap your <laughs> drums like a slug to your chest. Like a vest for your Jimmy in the city of sex. Yo, what's up? This is LA Matt. Flap, flap, flap. <laughs> put it up in your ass. Gonna fuck, gonna suck, gonna play Donald Duck. Gonna fuck in the ass with a giant slug. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. That's exactly the song. I got so close. Yeah, so. yeah. Man, if you could have just put that to bed. Ah, uh, sluck. You know, there's no word. That was just like a million dollar move with a ten cent finish, dog. Uh, that's I should have ended it with that line. That's a really good line. Yeah, that's a good line. Yeah, I mean, I still think it's a good movie. Not I, not in the traditional way of like a, a, a compelling story, but it's just like. You're like, how is Brian De Palma gonna film school the fuck out of this scene? There's no way he's gonna I, do it. And then he does it. And you like the whole I, I don't know. When, if I watched it with that perspective, maybe I would have enjoyed it. I watched it this is like two years ago I saw it. And I watched it and I came in with it going like, Oh, this is the Untouchables, this is a famous ass mafia movie. I love mafia movies. This is gonna be a great fucking movie. Mm-hmm. And then I watched it and it was not at all a great fucking movie. If I had gone into it thinking like, oh, I want to see how he, you know, film schools these things, and maybe maybe I would have enjoyed it on that level. Well, here's, um, here's why it's interesting, because like you, t- Elliot Ness wrote a book that's that's basically, or basically a ghost writer, ghost writer wrote a book about Elliot Ness with Elliot Ness's name on it. That's more or less completely bullshit. About how he like took down, took down the Al Capone and the mob, and then they made that into like a '60s TV show, and then it became a movie. And so, like, the interesting part is like, why are they still making a movie where the guy who busts Al Capone is like the ultimate good guy? Like, why? Yeah. Why is this? Why is this guy worthy of uh, of of a heroic biopic when we know? He basically wrote this entire like bullshit story about how he stopped the dude from selling booze, which no one wanted in the first place. It's weird. It's just, it's it's very strange, and I think they all knew that going in. And I'm kind of I, I don't know why. Was well, it like why. it's like the '80s, right? So that's like the start of the war on drugs, right? Yeah, I feel like it's mid mid war on mid drugs, war on drugs. mid to late war on drugs. Yeah, 1987. I mean, our country is about to elect George H. W. Bush to be the president after eight years of Reagan. We we're in a very specific time period where I could see a movie like that doing well. Or yeah, that. I mean, the only pro- I. I, I I bet whoever made uh, the Atlas Shrugged movies probably wishes they had come out in 1987. They would have won a Academy Award. <laughs> I mean, because like that's a perspective. It's always weird when you see a movie where the perspective is so skews so weirdly, like uh, conservative. Status uh, you know, quo, yeah, not- the, yeah. Status quo is it, the status quo is good. Uh, you can trust your leaders. You know. Right, yeah, and yeah. and you know, I, I it would be tight if I guess that w- I'd like to, to. That would be a dope. You know, sometimes I think 
let's just all switch over and maybe if we maybe <laughs> if we just think like nah you know everyone's just trying to do what's best for america maybe it'll feel better and then we could stop fighting this well, war i feel like you don't get a movie like this or like rocky like you don't get a movie you don't understand the movie like rocky unless you ro- watch like everything that was coming coming out around the same time where you know watergate yeah. had just happened and it was and like every single movie was like well everyone's trying to fuck you and shit sucks um which was true but then you know after like 10 straight years of those kind of movies if one comes out where it's about like the underdog and about like the cops being good you're like oh this feels kind of good to watch this movie <laughs> yeah maybe so i just it's like uh yeah, I just can't imagine like watching it. That was the the other than, you know, the the problems I already s- stated with it, it. It just felt like such a weird angle, like the angle it of was. like because uh, by 1997 we all know that it's like no, that was a very destructive thing, <laughs> outlawing <laughs> yeah. uh, booze and like uh, you know you can you can say what you want about how how bad Al Capone was. Yeah, I completely agree that he was a fucking sociopath, but that doesn't mean that he wasn't put in the position. It's a be a sociopath. I'm just saying, how are we supposed to side <laughs> with the fucking, the, the prohibition cops? No one likes prohibition no. cops. Yeah, a bunch of narcs. I was, a bunch I, of fucking snitches. I was kind of on Al Capone's side for most of the movie, but... Uh, yeah. Yeah. That dining scene, the, mm-hmm. the fine dining scene... Another very well shot. He's just like pacing, giving that speech. The and bat. Yeah, and you, baseball. Baseball is a team sport. And then there's your bad dialogue where where it just cuts to all the people nodding, and he's like, "Yeah, team, team sport, team <laughs> yeah, sport, yeah, 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 team baseball. We like that baseball. baseball. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Hey, Tony, you like baseball, right? <laughs> hey, this guy, this guy over my friend, my friend Vinny, you don't like baseball. I, don't, I, never, I never understood this guy because I'm like, hey, baseball." Pretty good, you know what I'm saying? Right. And this guy, he don't like baseball. What's your problem? You like basketball? Huh? No. Well, this guy James. don't like it. I don't like basketball. A bunch of woolies running around. I don't even With a know. peach basket. Oh, yeah, you put a peach basket up on your house. Yeah, you, you pluck a right peach from the, <laughs> the juice. Take it to the peach tree dance. <laughs> yeah, you take it to the peach tree dance. Yes, you do. <laughs> yes. That's where you go, Al Capone. <laughs> get some liquor. Get a li- do you have do you have some liquor for me to get liquored up? Oh, we've got liquor? Oh good. Good good. <laughs> What are you gonna do with this liquor? Oh, gonna drink it. Gonna get some girls. Gonna go dancing. You gonna like go beach tree dance? <laughs> you gonna go dancing? Oh yes, very much. Mm. What are you gonna do with those peaches? Oh, oh, wouldn't you like to know? <laughs> yeah, actually, I kind of would. I'm going to eat them with the girls. Oh. <laughs> Is this like a euphemism? No, I'm not prone <laughs> to using euphemisms unless I'm calling someone a bastard from a basket. <laughs> Just like my son. Mm-hmm. He was not my son. He's not your son? No. <laughs> He is not. <laughs> <laughs> Who is he? 
Drainage! <laughs> Drainage, Al Capone, you boy! Drain dry, I'm so sorry. I want you to say I am a false prophet. You saw I'm a false prophet. And God... And and God is a superstition. <laughs> Say it like it's one of your sermons. <laughs> How long is he going to keep this going? <laughs> I said to take him to the peach tree, Dad. <laughs> I keep thinking like, oh, he's going to flap, flap out of this. Gotta go! <laughs> <sighs> cool. Flap, flap. <laughs> cool, cool. He flew out of it. He did. He flew out of it. <laughs> oh man! All right, Matt. We got some emails. Be quiet for a second. <laughs> Can play the theme song. Your advice is always bad, but tell me more about your dad. Oh God, I am afraid. Vince hates Ari. You almost got it. I mean, you, you didn't quite get it like you usually do, but it was in there. Okay. Oh, I actually got to go. Uh, do you? Yeah. All unless, right. Unless you have an email about me. No. No one cares uh, about you. Fuck. That's sad. <laughs> That's All right. Okay. Well, I love, I love you guys. Love you, too. Love you, too. Love you Matt. Uh, okay. Everyone take care. Okay, bye. Bye. Hi. Take him to the peach tree dance. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I know that telling Brett that I miss hearing him and that his take is usually my favorite take on any of the subjects discussed on the podcast will only drive him further away. <laughs> but maybe this will help his return. Can you kindly tell him that I hate his voice and that him coming back will bring contempt and pain to not only the listeners but the world? He will only be turning the light to shadow by coming back to the broadcast. Please tell him. Okay, thanks. Bye. You got to forward that one along. I mean, think. That's good. I mean, if you're going to get to come, Brett to come back, that's, that's the, the best way to do it. Yeah, that's the way Start to do it. Start a hate campaign, maybe. <laughs> exactly. Uh, all right. What else we got? Um, hey, Frotsman. I'm a 41-year-old man in reasonable shape who is possibly experiencing his last non-drought-stricken Southern California summer. I don't have children, but I do have some lawn area in my backyard. Will I die if I buy a slip and slide? Thanks. <laughs> slip and slide's a must, dude. Yeah, that's come on. a fucking take guarantee. advantage of it while you can. Why? I, why would you ever choose not to do something that's super fun and over the top and out in the sunshine? Yeah, that's I mean, my take. I, th I think the the major uh, the major stumbling block for being a forty one year old with a slip and slide is can you get any of your friends to come over and use it with you? And yeah. is it long enough? Right. Right, because you're gonna have a lot of momentum. You're probably gonna have a little bit of bit of a gut, you know, as we do. If um, you if you do have a gut and you don't have friends over, then what you gotta do is do the naked slip and slide. Mm -hmm, which mm -hmm. the reason I bring it up with gut, you run and you jump on your back in the nude, and then you pour a beer over yourself while sliding down it and squealing like a pig. Wow, there you go, <laughs> like a stuck Irish pig. That's exactly. Uh, <laughs> I say, like, if you can get people to come over and do your slip and slide with you, dude, by all means. It's a must. Especially, you make a good point about this possibly being the last uh, non-drought-stricken year in Southern California. And I think if I were you and I was sending out some sort of evite 
uh, or email invite. I don't know if your friends are also 41, which probably means they're not going to come over, let's be honest, or <laughs> if they're if they're younger. Um, but I would use that in the in the email invite because that, that would entice me to come over. Yeah, I'd be sold. 100%. Uh, we got an, an, oh, shit. This one also counts as a crystal corner. <clears throat> oh, so that means I got to play the crystal corner theme song. I feel somewhat blasphemous to do a crystal corner without Brett here, but you know he might not be coming back. And sometimes I gotta read these crystal emails because uh, they're funny. So maybe they'll call to him. Yeah, uh, dear broadcast, Brett needs to move to Asheville, North Carolina. Apparently, there's a whole cottage industry set up to separate crystal strokers from their money, all because the city was built over a giant quartz mine. A quick Googling of uh, Asheville Crystal, and I knew I had to visit this page when I saw white quartz and brain function in the preview. Uh, this is the second paragraph from, I guess, a travel blog. Walking down Broadway, we stopped to look at a storefront full of stained glass. The owner of the store, a glass artist named Steve, greeted us and asked us to <laughs> come in. That threw me off. I didn't think Steve <laughs> was yes. going to be... That's not a great glass artist. No, not, not especially in a crystal context. No, you got to change your name to like Prism but he probably or Rainbow. It. Yeah. <laughs> I can see he's a Steve. He just wears a lot of turtlenecks. Right. He's like, yeah, I'm Steve. I blow glass. That's cool. Yeah, you're very, like, very soft-spoken. Unassuming, yeah. <clears throat> Uh, what followed was an hour and a half of New Age musing. Did you know that Asheville is built on the largest white quartz deposit in the state? And that white quartz is a crystal that helps with brain function? And because the crystal is empowered by the magnetic field that grasps North Carolina from space, that the entire city of Asheville is in effect a giant mind? Well, I didn't either. We were told how to find four-leaf clovers. Hint, you have to become the clover. Steve. Oh, that makes sense. I get that. Steve did this by eating a bunch. <laughs> Fuck off. He ate the clovers? Apparently. That's not I mean. You are what you eat. So yeah. he had... Well, that's pretty straightforward logic. Uh, yeah, that's some clear logic. Uh, we were told that there are no accidents, that we could just as easily have gone to the Outer Banks for the weekend, but fate brought us to Asheville. I nodded, then bought a dichroic glass wine stopper for my mom. This was all while a pixie bob kitten wrestled with our legs. My favorite thing about fate, if you believe in it, is it's always right. Like, you can't disprove <laughs> right, that belief. Because right. the second someone yeah. brings it up, you're like, of course you would say that no, to me. It happened it's because fated. You're <laughs> testing my fate. And that doesn't mean that it's wrong. It happened because it, it was meant to, ergo. Slippery. Yeah. <laughs> One of my friends... <laughs> This is a little dark, but one of my friends was not paying attention to the news one day and was feeling particularly inspirational. He was like, watch this. He was in a good mood. I you hate know? when my friends are feeling and inspirational. And he <laughs> tweeted out, just remember, everything happens for a reason on the same day as Sandy Hook. Oh, yeah. And yeah. I had to text him and be like, yo, I don't know the context of this, but uh, I don't know if now would be the best time. Yeah. And he was like, oh, my God. I didn't know. And he deleted it. I was like, yeah, it's that better. Delete, yeah. delete, delete. Yeah. Whenever someone says everything happens for a reason, like, don't you just want to punch him in the face right then? Yeah, Just often. to see what they say? Yeah, yeah. yeah like, but sometimes... How is, how is that for you? How'd but that, there are times when I kind of, like, play around with it, and I'm like, what if everything did happen for a reason? And then I kind of, like, believe it, and it yields positive benefits. Yeah. It works. It does. Because it's a self, 
happens. It's literally a self-fulfilling prophecy. That's correct. Yeah. So wait, is this this crystal corner? I'm guessing Brett does not. No, he lo- well, here's the thing. Brett loves pseudoscience cuz he's very smart and very cynical, but like he loves it when people believe in r- witchcraft. <laughs> and I and I get it, you know? Like it's nice. You know, at a time when we're all probably going to drown, and, and die because of right. bad things. It's nice to believe uh, that crystals harness the powers of the universe. I think it's helpful. I mean, it's any Fibonacci's, man. <laughs> Fibonacci sequence. It all makes because it, it all makes sense. It yeah. all makes sense. Either that or it's a fib. Fibonacci. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think some of these things are like fun little distractions, and they make people feel good, and that's not bad. But the second people start really like setting up shop around the ideology, you're like, okay, examine this. A yeah, bit. if they start trying to harangue you, it's a bad time. But you know, if you if you read an article about them, it's a great time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I agree. San Francisco, I will say this is the only place where, like, if you say you are like Catholic or subscribe to some religion, they will shit on you. Mm-hmm. And then it's also the only place where, like, if you where I've ever encountered any resistance to questioning astrology. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm like, yeah. yeah. It's not always the same people, but a lot of people who go hard on a certain yeah. type of oh, religion will be like, oh, you're into new age that's, shit? That's cool. That's yeah. stupid, cool. but definitely <laughs> math. Basically, the time when you were born. Uh, oh, you're a Taurus? <laughs> yeah, that makes yeah. sense. <laughs> yeah, yeah, of uh, Christians are ruining the world. I heard that from my friend who's a Wiccan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Anyway, this was because I couldn't sleep and I'm surfing Reddit like an asshole. So maybe it is magic. And then he's got another quote. Uh, another guy at a bar told me that he moved to this city, Asheville, which is famous for ridiculous shit like this, because there is a massive crystal underneath it that contains the souls of the super beings. He implied they were telepathic aliens who had lived in Atlantis and that moving here allowed him to absorb these souls and gave him special powers as well. Yeah. Hell yeah. It makes sense. I, I could see that happening in Berkeley as well. Uh-huh. I don't know. Maybe there's something to this. One of the weirdest things I encountered, I was at this... Like, Hold on. In, last part of the email. Yeah. Come back, Brett. The world needs you, and it definitely needs Crystal Corner. Go ahead. It's a different strategy from the early strategy. We'll have to pick one. <laughs> uh, I was in South Africa at this hostel, and it was like this really cool groovy place and everyone's like working together man and like every hostel yeah. you're at this you're at this you're there's literally a tree growing through the middle of it and you're out on this deck looking out over like a jungle that leads to the ocean it was the coolest thing ever and i met this guy and started talking to him and he he was like yeah i'm actually here because i'm writing a book because that waterfall down there is the exact point and you can look this up where the world's masculine and feminine energies intersect (laughs) (laughs) okay dude yeah either that or your weed dude that is that is a global cum shot right there it's correct and you know i went to that that waterfall and i was like maybe yeah Yeah. i'm diving in this is where yeah this is the earth getting cummed in yeah and that's and that's where i want to be yeah (laughs) <laughs> like like you can look this up literal earth porn yeah you he's can like look you can this look this up. up there's tons of studies i will say <laughs> the while we were there this guy walks in and my friend gets up and he goes what the fuck and he runs over to this guy and he gives him a hug and it was the guy that he'd met six months ago on his flight to south africa wow Whoa. and he came in so maybe jesus christ <laughs> uh sorry i'm getting a call 
Is well, it important? No. Should we stop? But I do what is that, to... iPhone 4? Okay. I get this all the time. <laughs> I get this, in fact, every day. This is an iPhone SE, okay, which means it has the technology of the 6S in the body of the 5. Oh, nice. So it's like a cheaper, I don't want to buy the 7 Dude, and I would have kept the money. old one if I could have, but it was just Dude, dying all the time. you can get it, though. It's, it's a right. good phone. I like it. Right. I mean, yeah. I like that. I like that body style. Yeah, it's fun. Uh, we'll see. What is my next? I gotta, I gotta roll. I gotta get to Cobb. Oh come on! Okay. What? All right, one last on, email. Okay. Uh, what's up, pretend friends? My mom was diagnosed with cancer a couple of months ago, and recently it has gotten to the end stages where we are just making sure she is comfortable and planning for what is coming next. A lot of people have been coming over and have tried their best at being supportive. My question for you guys is: Why are people so bad at giving sympathy to others? Uh, there's a wide variety of the shitty sympathy giver, such as the friend who emails you a million Bible verses and the friend who has to try to one up your problems by saying how their life is worse. I know these people are trying their best to be supportive, but how can I politely tell them to fuck off and just be normal? Uh, also, your podcast of dick jokes and random screams have gotten me through some tough times, including these last couple of months. So please keep doing what you are doing and keep eating that butt from CJ. <laughs> I mean, I think this is a, uh, the, the answer to this, unfortunately, is obvious and you probably already uh, know it, which is that uh, people are bad at stuff. I feel like the entire the entire arc of becoming an adult is realizing that everybody's mostly bad at everything and no one knows what the fuck they're doing and uh sympathy is like one of the hardest things so of course they're not going to know how to do that yeah and i think it's also people meaning their best but they just like you said they have no idea what yeah. to do and myself included i don't know what the fuck i'm supposed to do i think it depends like on levels a, you know i got a friend who's got cancer i don't know right. like yeah. are you supposed to like when they say like hey I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm tired today. I don't want to see anyone. Like, are, do you take that as at face value, or do you try and like, read push into them? It, like, yeah. you read it. You're like, no one knows, dude. You're like, you're all. Everybody's just trying to figure out what the best thing to do is, and most of us are idiots, so we do a stupid thing. Yeah, and a lot of us don't pay attention to that stuff. So when it hits, you're like, oh shit. Yeah. So I think a lot of it also comes down to like what the relationship is. Like if. You know, if it's somebody who's one of your like closest two or three people to you in your life, you're probably gonna have a better chance of knowing what to do. But you're still close not, with a ton of really, you know, but not really though. Not, I mean, not necessarily, but like you know. I mean, it's better than if you didn't know, maybe. But like, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I'm speaking from like loose experience, not super tight experience. But you're close with a ton of people that you don't actually know as well in real like life and death situations as you think and so when those people kind of get hit with something you're not sure how much you're supposed to connect with it some people overdo it they're like yeah. no i feel bad i need to show you how bad i feel and i'm going to share yeah. this inspiration with you and you're like you need jesus right yeah. but the people that you're like <laughs> you have like the best relationships in your life with I'd, I'd like to think that you know at least within that circle when something goes bad you can go up to them and be like what can I do when there's nothing? You'll you'll know what to do. There's no mm. perfect answer, but you won't send the Bible first. Well, the problem the care. problem is like nobody knows what to do, and you also don't want to go up to you know the person who's having the problem and be like, "Hey, man, what do I do?" Because if you're uh, overwhelmed, way to, way to give me more problems right. and things to fucking think about, yeah, asshole. Yeah, yeah, like if you're overwhelmed, Jesus. the last thing you want is for someone to be like, "Hey, make ten more decisions for me." And you're like, "I yeah. don't fucking know, man." You want to hang out? You can hang out. 
it, yeah. I don't know. I mean, I feel like that's one of the most helpful things sometimes. Sometimes you just want to be alone. Get out of here. But People like, make it about themselves. Yeah. Is the problem. Yeah. You know, and then they're like, what do I have to do? Because people, you know, the way our minds work is if you present us with a problem, we're like, okay, let's find a solution. It's very simple. It's what we do our entire lives, you know? So when something like this happens, you're like, what do I do? What? Do, how do I insert myself? And sometimes you need to fuck off and just <laughs> yeah. let that person just be like, I'm here. I will do anything. Let me know. Other than that, let me know when you're free. I'd love to come hang and just like we usually do because that's what we like to do. Yeah. You know? Like my grandma... My grandma had cancer and like the best, like the big family. So we would all just like hang out and then she would tell stories and then she would go to sleep and there was always somebody there. And it was, uh, it was never, uh, I don't know. <laughs> she had family around her all the time. So I guess it was all right. And I, th I, yeah. I think that's the most helpful thing is like, if, if they're just, you just know that people are there. Yeah, you're, you're trying to be around, and if they tell you to fuck off, be like, all right, they want yeah. me to fuck off, you know? Yeah. You shouldn't force it, you know? It's like that I, scene from Forgetting Sarah Marshall. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> do more, do less, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, I, I think that um, Facebook lady who I normally don't like uh, wrote a thing about, like, how to deal with people when they're grieving and uh, it had something about like, oh, yeah, just like go and like, don't ask him what I should do. Just like go over and like clean their house. Yeah. And yeah. you're like, oh, that seems like pretty good yeah. advice because who doesn't want like a, a clean house? Right. It's like, I'm, I'm busy doing, I'm taking care of something right yeah. now. I'm busy fucking yeah. dying. Yeah. Like do some shit for me that yeah. I don't have to think and about. And if I was dying, I would never text someone and be like, yo, man, can you clean my house though? <laughs> yeah. No, <laughs> Real quick. Yeah, no. <laughs> so do the things that are guaranteed that they'll want that they won't ask for yeah. and do it in a way that's not invasive. No. Yeah. Anyway, I guess the question was like, why are people so shitty? It's oh. like, I don't know, man. Everyone sucks. They're dumb and they're doing <laughs> yeah. their best and yeah. they, they don't know how to handle it. Inexperience. No one knows how to do shit you know? ever. And that's like the, I think that's the bedrock truth of life is that no one really knows what the fuck we're doing and we're all improvising. Yeah, and you know what? That's fun. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, sometimes you talk about the peach tree dance, and you do yeah. you do accents. Uh, that's the fun. You just try and find fun and uh, improvise. I'm gonna be thinking about the peach tree dance for the next week. Anyway, eat them with the girls. <laughs> Bring out the girls. Uh, Patreon.com/slash/frockcast. Sorry, we were off for a couple weeks. Uh, I was in Spain, had a great time. If you want to hear more about it, I don't know. Text me. <laughs> I don't want to do travel. I don't, don't want to bore people with all my travel stories because it's just like you don't want to be like the guy who just came back from abroad and is like, oh, you know what's better about the place where I just was? <laughs> uh, even though you have like a million examples of that. Yeah. Uh, but uh, anyway, Patreon.com/slash/broadcast. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Joey Avery, anything to plug? Uh, not much. If anyone is ever around, I actually have a website now. I might have said that before, oh, but joeyavery.com. I have all my shows. I'll be dropping a new clip soon. Oh, oh shit, dude. Yeah. Um, yeah. Colin Holtz, great first time. Anything uh, we can plug for you? Uh, I also have a website. Don't go to it. Cool. Uh, cool. It's a terrible website. Twitter? Uh-huh. Colin Holtz. K-O-L-L-I-N-H-O-L-T-Z. Yeah. Got it. All right. Uh, Brennan's not here, but good night and good chance. Bye.